Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you listen to your podcast on. Thank you for joining us, Foxy. Hello to you. Very good, eh, Tony? Um, are you going to upload the correct podcast this week? Because last week some of our listeners, or the week before, tried to listen to the show. And what were they greeted with? On the grid. Bathurst pod. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it yeah. took him a while. Such a pro- yeah, um, I got a message from uh, Royce Chambers, and he's like, "I was waiting for the interview." I'm like, "What's going on? Why are they talking about motorsport?" And then he, re- "Come on, Royce. Uh, if it doesn't start with very good A, it's not us." Yeah, uh, my sincere apologies for that. The people had to endure the uh, most popular podcast on mypodcasthouse.com. I, I tell you what, though, that's the best ratings that you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a lot of crossover fans. <laughs> Nicolia was loving it. He loved his bonus. <laughs> it was on Bathurst weekend as well. Like, it what, was. A, what a preview, he said. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Uh, hey, you boys? I've been well, mate. I had a busy weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a, uh, a collectibles fair for oh. my son. Got a boatload of um into a toy shop. How was it? It was a it was a fair, it was a market, and I got a lot of wrestling figures that I needed cool. off my checklist. So I think I've got about 30 wrestling figures that are in boxes waiting yep. to be opened one weekend. Did you have a look and see if any of my pops were there? I did actually. Um, yeah, and it was good by you, Tony, because I did message you saying, Hey mate, which ones do you need? Good deal, five bucks. And, and, yeah. and I did message you back. Yeah, and now I was always already driving home. Like, well, I'm not doing a U bolt. Um, I think shit from you, Lyle. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, you know, I'll do it for you. I don't think you would, Tony. No, of course I would. No, you know that, you're no. talking to the person who drove to get me turf when I had COVID. Tony would do it for you. I didn't have COVID. I don't even know if I've had it yet. No, I've you definitely have had it. Yeah, you definitely both had it. Well, it makes a couple of us this week. Triple H too. Yeah. See how he goes. So you said I've got it now. Well, I don't know, mate. You've been, you've been, you know, well, you've been coughing before well, we started recording. Yeah, I tell yeah. you, cough during this show and ruin. If you ruin when we talk about the next 
shows coming up. I'll be so upset at you, Tony. No, I'll see. I'll try and hold off. I promise you, I'll try and hold off. Hit, a, hit the cough button. You're a professional. Who was uh, our last guest? Uh, oh, no, it seemed like a year ago. Two guests last show, didn't we? We had a run-in from John Gun- Gun- We had Gun- a great yeah. guest, Lindsay Howard. Oh, yes. He was fantastic. Could, could listen to him. We could actually do a full interview one day, I think, if he didn't. I thought we did. Well, we got cut off halfway through. that piece of shit. Drunk oh, I don't know. He's not a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Come on, settle down. And I said, I said it to his face. Yeah. Well, and he said, we said it back to you. Well, I mean, I didn't hear any. I didn't hear him have a go at me at all. Yeah. It was really one-sided. I'm looking forward to him the gate crash, a wedding coming up next year, Tony. I think he'd be welcomed. Yeah. And I'm in Shaggy Soul. Let him in. There you go. I don't think MC, I don't think, you know, MCs, they tend not to stand at the door deciding who comes in and out. I'll stand at the door then. Yeah, no, he'll be security. Yeah. I'll just do the introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome? I'm changing the venue. The best man. Imagine how drunk I'm going to be giving you best man speech. Telling the best man, sit down, I've got That would be funny. That would be good. That would be a great way to offend you. If you can get it through past Steph, oh, my, it can happen. Oh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Sorry, Beach. Plus, he wouldn't want to come. He hates me. He made it clear. Free alcohol. He'll be there. Oh, yeah, wow. That's true. <laughs> uh, let's get into our first guest. All right, boys. Time to uh, have a chat to our guest. Right. And uh, he's another one of those young talents. In my Australia. favourite, Tony. My favourite. Am I allowed to finish what no. I was saying? Don't interrupt him. He's trying to do his intro. Okay, go. I'll stick up. He's Welsh's favourite. It's Jarvis, and he joins us on the line now. Hello, Jarvis. G'day, lads. How are we? Excellent. Thank you, mate. How are you? I'm pretty good, you know. Living life at large. Uh, another day goes by, another paycheck rolls in. I'm just living my life. It's a very pragmatic way to... Tony gets, Tony gets seven paychecks a week because he's got seven jobs. Um, oh, yeah. lucky him. Must be rolling in the bank then. I know there's 50,000 free jobs out there. Anyone can go get seven jobs. You're not wrong. <laughs> Most of them are volunteering, like this one. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the high prize one. Uh, mate, 2022, a full year of wrestling under your belt. How's the body held up? Um, it's been all right. It's been a bit of a weird uh, shift to schedule, especially after the two years of COVID, um, not being able to wrestle too much. Um, so coming back in, this year needing to train on my body again as um, I mean, as I think everyone did besides probably Blake O'Leary or Barry O'Leary, I should say, uh, I got a little bit chubby, a bit fat. So I needed to make sure that, um, in the next show that I came to, I was ring ready. So started to try to pump out the gym as much as possible, try to do as much home stuff as possible. But, uh, you know, this year has been a fun year. Um, I got to, uh, kind of spread my wings a little bit and go a few other places. So I was, quite excited to buy that promise um and i feel like uh 2023 is going to be uh the year of jarvis but that's just you know my my small prediction um as a young guy who's basically ready like covid didn't come at a good time for anyone but as a young guy who's ready to make his mark like how frustrating was it for you the thing is you can get frustrated as much as you want it is what it is at the end of the day uh, you don't ever expect stuff like uh, a whole pandemic worldwide to happen um so i mean yes was it annoying i guess so but it also made uh, i guess coming back to the ring and coming back to uh uh to the world of professional wrestling uh, a lot more exciting uh, it gave a good spark under my belt and uh what it you know made me want to kick start things a few a bit more uh harder throughout uh the year of 2022 for sure you spoke about spreading your wings. How, how did you go about that? Do you reach out to other promotions 
or they hit you up and uh how, how's that getting uh getting yourself out there um it's a bit of a weird one uh throughout i think i want to say just before COVID, i try to reach out to a lot of promotions interstate um try to sorry sorry i was having a bit of a drink so um yeah i try to spread my wings a little bit throughout 20 i think 2020 just before COVID hit um to go interstate, try to get a few promotions there. Um, no one was really buying it back because I don't think there was, a, there was a very minimal amount of Jarvis going around places. So not a lot of people will see my work. Um, but I think connections uh, throughout, uh, I guess the past kind of year and a half has helped, helped me spread those wings a little bit more, especially in the Melbourne scene. Um, people like Rowdy and uh, Mikey uh, sending me off to other places to get opportunities. Um, really helped me. Um, I remember, uh, and this is a massive shout out to Rowdy. Rowdy uh, messaged me about putting me into the Ascension tournament, actually. So he was the whole reason I was able to get in contact with MCW. He put me into a group chat with uh, the promoter of MCW. And obviously they had the Ascension tournament kind of teeing up. So I got the opportunity that, and I, there's a video of me I sent to a few people and I was just running around the room ecstatic because I'd never thought in my wildest dreams that I'd be at an MCW show especially, um, you know, coming from, I guess, the PCW kind of bubble, um, as some people like to say it. But um, as you've seen over the past few years, there's been a lot of people coming and uh, spreading their wings, especially throughout PCW and into other uh, promotions, which I'm really excited for. And obviously, Mikey has been a massive help. He's he's um, one of those guys. No, don't cut off all of our questions. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I, listen, the issue is you, you, if you've seen me wrestle, I like to ramble and I'll talk a lot of stuff. So cut me off whenever you need to cut me off. Because um, otherwise, I'll just keep talking. I love hearing myself, my own voice, you know? That's um, not a bad thing. Let's talk about that MCW, like appearing at the Thornbury Theatre. Um, and you haven't been in a, a lot of locker rooms outside of your home promotion. Like, mm. um, you're a confident guy. Was it daunting at all to walk in there? And, and how did you approach it? Absolutely. I mean, if you, I think, I can't even remember who was on that show exactly, but I think you had the likes of the the Philippe's on the show. You had Velocities on the show. I think they opened actually show from memory. Um, there was a whole bunch of people in the back that I have only met maybe once um, or, or not at all. Um, and those, that experience, I guess, going into it was very daunting. I am a very shy guy when it comes to new experiences. Um especially meeting new people. I uh, kind of stayed within my own bubble and will kind of do my own thing. I'll, you know, do the general highs and hellos. And, you know, sometimes they're not going to remember me because it, it, you'd say that through to everyone in the wrestling business. You kind of go, hello, how are you? You ask your name and then you leave. And, you know, only a certain few people will remember that. Um, but for me going into that locker room, it was different. It was unique. It was uh, a fun experience though. Um, everyone back there was so friendly and so nice and something I guess I didn't expect um, with the the high caliber of talent that was in that, in that locker room. The, uh, the Ascension tournament's a, a perfect name for a tournament of, of guys coming through. And there's so many at the moment in your age group, you will take a, you know, a year or two either side that are, are coming through and will serve wrestling well for the next 10 to 20 years. Is there a question there? Yeah, the, I feel, yeah. yeah there it's is a great statement. Uh, <laughs> guys such as Murdoch, Emin, mm. those sort of guys. Do you look forward to the next 10 or 20 years with these blokes? I can't wait. I mean, obviously we are seeing, uh, 
I guess the legend status of people like Slex, people like uh, Brooksy, you know, they're they're making their claim to that top spot. And for us younger guys um, like Murdoch, like uh, Emin and even Asia, um, those guys are, are going to be pretty special to me because of what's happening at Renegades. But um, I'm excited because I know that other people that I've met, especially at PCW alone, um, like JJ, like Ryan, like uh, I'm going to have names escape me. Kendo is a massive one as well. They're, these guys I've, I've trained with, I've almost grown up like wrestling and beginning my career with. And these guys are, are the, the future of Australian wrestling, just like myself. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, you, Tony mentioned the names, which is awesome because it's a good segue. Um, mm. At Renegades, teaming up with Aisha Murdoch, and Emin, who you you know all of them so well. Um, how exciting is that as as that next wave coming through to to sort of be booked to have a chip on your shoulder? Um, I don't know. It's 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 hard to describe in words. Um, for us to have the opportunity to work together as a team is something I don't think I'd ever. I never thought I'd be a part of. Um, Murdoch and Asia, I met at the PCW Academy. Uh, back when I first started and they would already be wrestling for, I want to say maybe two, three years at that point, maybe a little bit less. And they were the people that I think really kind of brought me in and brought me that sense of community and uh, friendship as well. Sorry, I'm like half burping from the side of them drinking. Um, they, uh, between them and then Emin as well, Emin has been a guy that I've wrestled a lot more than I actually thought I did. Um, I was his first match at PCW. Uh, I think we then had another match at PCW. Obviously, we had our MCW match. There's a lot of history between me and Emin. And I think for us, that group and this um, foundation we're bringing to Renegades as the future talent is something that I'm so privileged to be a part of and so uh, excited by the premise of us being together as a group. I mean, me and Murdoch are currently in the tag tournament for the PCW tag titles. And listen, Murdoch, I could not speak more above um, about how great he is in ring, but not only as a person himself as well, he's uh, just everything that you see outside of the ring. He is all the time, just that person, uh, such a genuine, nice guy. Um, and then when he turns it on, man, like you can't stop him. And I think us as a team, as a tag team, which is something that is going to be completely new to me, but not new to him, um, is something that I'm going to rely on a lot on. So I cannot wait for what we have in store for yous. Well, she said, uh, you know, the, the chip on the shoulder and everything like that. And if anyone's ever seen you wrestle live, um, you're quick-witted in the ring and you love bantering with the crowd. Um person in uh, Melbourne wrestling or Australian wrestling that reminds me of is Indy Hartwell when she was here. She okay. was amazing at that at live shows. Does that come naturally? Like you, you're working towards that? Because uh, you said you were shy before, but once you're in the ring, it's not shy at all. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic. Um, you get a lot of wrestlers that I think I've listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of different interviews from other wrestlers. Like backstage, you're, you can be almost a completely different person. Um, and then once you're in that ring, you are switched on and it, it's something just overtakes you. I don't know if it's the crowd audience or just being in the moment and realizing that you need to switch on almost this persona of yourself that you don't realize you have in the back of your head. Um, so the quick witted nature of me, I don't know. I'm always a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, I don't know how much I can swear on this, yes, but, um, as much as you want. 
Oh, okay, I'm a bit a bit of a smart ass a lot of the times and a bit of a quick with a dickhead. Hey, enough so... of that, please. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll keep it a bit more PG, mate. Um, no, it's it's just fun. I don't know. I find it so so exciting to be in the ring and be able to talk so much shit to people because realistically, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna really care about if you liked me or not or if you if you cared about my wrestling. What I got to do was just talk shit to people for no particular reason besides to talk shit. And that to me is just fun in itself. Like the wrestling can come second, but to be able to just turn around and someone's saying something about me, I'm just like, what are you talking about? Shut up. Did I ask your opinion? No. Be quiet. Sit down. Watch me wrestle because that's what I'm best at. And you're in that seat for a reason. So I don't know. It's just one of those things that is just, it's just a bit of me. <laughs> You'd be able to relate, Tony. It's something that happened a lot in the old days that sort of doesn't happen as much now. And because there's not as much talk from heels to the crowd, mm-hmm. Um, it makes you stand out. Yeah, it was it was something that I think I didn't realize until I turned I turned heel or turned to a bad guy. Was it was such an untapped market that no one was doing, and there was certain promotions that I got told, you know, you got to make sure like you're coming from PCW, which is a crowd that feeds off that kind of banter back and forth between the people inside the ring and outside the ring. And I got told at certain promotions like don't overdo it we've seen people like you do it before and it just doesn't work and for me i think there's just a good sweet spot where i will talk enough shit that i can back it up enough that i will be able to go all right we hate this dude he's a he's an absolute dickhead and an absolute we don't want to boom we want to make sure people are cheering and i think the the way that came across in some certain matches that i've had um is just perfect to to me because i like me personally going going out of kfab I love to put over baby faces. I love to be the bad guy to someone's someone's face. I like to make sure that someone else, like a kendo especially, um, uh, my memory goes back to the carnage match that we had for the slam title. The amount of um, story that went into that with us being uh, partners for a little bit, training in the academy, working up together to go to ignition to, to work and get for the title. For me, even though I won that match, which is amazing because I'm the fucking best, but... Um, <laughs> For me to to have matches later that would put over certain talent, I felt so much joy out of that because that was the funnest part, being able to get the crowd to get so into and invested into this baby face because I'm such a dickhead. That's, I think, such a missing form, personally, for me, um, out of in the wrestling business at the moment. Everyone does the cool stuff, and I can do the cool stuff as well, but it's also about how to put over the other people in the ring as well and it's hard to be a baby face in modern times like um being a clean skin the crowds sometimes don't go with the baby face so the importance of someone to bring heat real heat so that to help the baby face get over it's it's really important and i'm glad that you see that already yeah i mean uh recently i've been uh training with he- uh, lucky hendrix a lot which you know, as as you guys know, he's tremendous in the ring and the shit talking that he does alone. So, um, learning a lot from him and learning how to put certain pieces in and out of me talking stuff, like talking a lot of shit, is is what I need to fine tune a lot more. So, um, we've had practice matches and it's just like sometimes I'll just talk too much shit and it's like, all right, I got to turn it down. I got to figure out what that sweet spot is between talking shit and actually wrestling as well. So that way there's a good medium. And then hopefully when the crowd starts getting really behind that baby face, it just skyrockets out of the out of the room and blows off the roof. 
You're right, the default persona for every wrestler, for the fan, is as a heel. Because the fan goes to the wrestling to boo and all that sort of stuff. So you're right, it's so much harder for a baby face to actually get over because it's not natural. Especially if you don't hate the heel. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 2023, you declared just seven minutes ago, is going to be the year of Jarvis. What's going to happen in 2023 for you? Oh, listen, that's that's for, for me to know and you to find out. That's a, that's a secret business, my friend. Um, listen, 2023, I think, is yeah, will be the will be the catalyst for a lot of us younger guys. I think with promotions like the MDU, uh, I think getting their own facility soon, um, PCW, now that they've had uh, the year back from COVID, same with MCW, uh, Renegades popping off in Melbourne. There's a lot of stuff in Melbourne at the moment that is, I think in 2023, not only just for me alone, but for the rest of the, the scene is going to help push it and thrive it to what it was uh, pre-COVID. And that was one of the best wrestling uh, areas in the country, in, in the world, I should say, sorry. Like you had the UK fall off because of all the NXT UK and all of that type of stuff, but Australia was still thriving. It's just that no one was really paying attention. I feel like in 2023 and years on, um, that will only increase until people really start taking notice um you mentioned him earlier but mikey j when he went down to pcw just mm -hmm. after COVID, and you had like a different set of eyes and a, a different experienced and talented wrestling person in the locker room talking to you young people what did that mean uh, and what, how did that help everybody well it's one of these things where you don't really know uh, the importance of a person until you meet that person. Um, so Mikey, I didn't think I fully understood who Mikey was until I heard whispers backstage that he was coming to join us, um, that he was going to help out with, you know, certain things behind the scenes. Sorry. Ah, sorry. Um, but to have him backstage and uh, give his takes and his own opinion and his own um, thoughts about certain characters and moments and, and spots and matches alone is, is it was refreshing. It was something new that I think a lot of talent at PCW really needed. I think it was one of those things where no one realized that they needed it until it was there. It was one of those situations. And for me, Mikey, I, I feel like I impressed Mikey and I'm glad I did because it was something that I think has helped me as a wrestler, uh, increase in performance as well as have a connection that makes me feel like I can, I can really do this now. I mean, he's been around the scene way longer than me, probably more than my age at this point. And for him to be, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so for him to kind of see me and feel like I, he's got something, uh, he, he knows what to do with me almost was, was something special and something that I don't think I felt up until that point, I didn't think I had, there was a lot of times throughout COVID where I didn't think I really had what it take to do a lot of the, the wrestling stuff. And it wasn't until Mike, he kind of backed me up and said, no, you've got something. We just need to fine tune these things to make you a better performer and a better wrestler. And then, you know, give you two, three, four more years or fucking 10 more years, you'll be skyrocketed to the moon. And hopefully Mikey's prediction comes true as well. Are you a fan of the mullet? No. Fuck off the mullet. I hate the mullet. The mullet might be the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. I am outraged that it has come back into style, Australian style. But to be fair, it's only Bogans that wear it. So, oh, I mean, realistically, they're not, they're the, 
they're degenerate, so it is what it is. Mikey has a terribly good mullet. Oh, right. I forgot about... I'm going to be honest. I forgot Mikey had a mullet. I'm going to be honest. I, I only see Mikey from the front on. I don't really see the behind. I don't see I don't see the the the, biz, uh, the party at the back. I only see the business in the front. Um, <laughs> the party so, the back. Two guns. The party at the back is just for Wrestle Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now uh, next week, you have a big match at PCW a against uh, BDE at Halloween yes. Horror. Yes. Um, we're big fans of BDE. Oh, we used to yeah. be. Well, no, no, we are. We're, we're, we're borderline talk, talking terms at the minute, yeah? We've, we've had a little bit of falling out. Where do you stand, <laughs> stand on the fillet of fish? That's what I want to know. Do you, do you oh. like fillet of fish or is it shit? I mean, I mean, back when I was 12, maybe, like when I liked fake fish, but like... I mean, I mean that's. I mean, if you want an actual fish burger, maybe go to a fish and chip shop and actually get some actual fish and not some processed garbage from Macca's. Well, I mean, hey, listen, all to the BDE boys. If they want to eat garbage, they can eat garbage. Well, so you're going to beat the fillet of fish out of them at PCW? Oh, you'll you'll be seeing burgers of fillet of fish spewing out of their guts after I'm sorted with them or me and Murdoch sorted with them. They'll be they'll be spewing out that. They'll be getting rid of all the the tartar sauce in their mouth. It's it's going to be it's going to be a bit grim, but um, you know, it is what it is. On the turnbuckle, big fans of the ambush. Big big fans. Big fans. Big fans. BDE, not sure. <laughs> I'm a fan and a big Jarvis fan, so it stands to really win. Yep. Yeah. Can I just put a disclaimer here? The words of my colleagues are not necessarily those of all of us here on the turnbuckle. Well, you don't like Murdoch or Jarvis? Well, I feel like it's a two out of three. I think there's a there's a a democracy here that you've gotten overtaken by two of the three yeah. uh, components. And, so I'm and unlucky, mate. It does. It does. Votes, one. I'm just happy that Lyle's off the fence for a change. <laughs> <laughs> They've just got to remember it's my house and I'll tell my mum not to open the door next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, there must be a list, the length of your arm of people you want to get in the ring with. Um, if you could choose your next three opponents, people you've never wrestled, who would they be in Australia? Oh, jeez. I know. You didn't prepare. No, I didn't. Well, you guys didn't give me any chance to prepare. I just came into the call and you're like, we're just going to hit you with questions. And I'll be like, all right, yeah, cool. We don't prepare, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Three wrestlers that I haven't wrestled before. Uh, oh, Brooksy's one of them. Brooksy is, an, is just a, a talent. I'm so, so surprised that he still hasn't been signed somewhere. So if I can have a match with him before he, he buggers off to another country for a bit, I'd love that. Uh, Velocities. Hey, you answer a win. Oh, sorry, who'd you say? Uh, is definitely one that um, me and Murdoch, I think, will have an outstanding match with. Um, so, I I mean, I don't know if that counts as three, but I, I'll, I'll say it's two. I'll say it's two. That's one team. Yeah, that's one team and a, and a person. Uh, third person. Uh, oh, gosh. Mick Moretti, actually. I would love to have a match with Mick Moretti. I think he is such an interesting character and an interesting wrestler. I'd love to see me try to talk as much shit as I could as he like laughs like hysterically. I think it'd be absolutely banter in that ring. But uh, but yeah, I I I'll say those those three. I'll maybe come back to me in a month and it might change. But you know, those three at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but to see um the Jarvis character getting frustrated by the unorthodox style of Moretti. Um, and mind games not going your way, that would that would be a good story, actually. Yeah, I think it'd be a bit of fun, bit of bit of bands. But uh, uh, real quick, let's 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 reel it back. I think we skipped over too fast. We are gonna. 
beat BDE at, at the Halloween show. I don't think you guys understand the, the levels that me and Murdoch are on. Like, we have got such good chemistry that I need to come back to this so that way uh, BDE can hear this and they can get scared out of their friggin' brains. I mean, yes, they've won titles on the play but this is our home promotion this is this is where we are uh breaded from and this is where uh, the company that we started out and this is no easy feat for bd i mean they might have uh, issues with castone and you know whoever but like they don't they're, they're overpassing us they're, they're thinking too far ahead when they're not thinking right what's right in front of us and i can't wait till i smash their dumb little brains in um because they might have as much energy as they want but they're not on the levels that me and murdoch are at sorry i just wanted to go back to that because i feel like no, that's okay i will make sure that the boys get a copy of uh that little segment right Man, I'll, I'll, I'll message to them personally i'll be like listen boys you guys are <laughs> stuffed get out of the ring <laughs> call it quits before you even enter i'm just saying uh, that's just me though mate we uh wish you all the best for the rest of this year and beyond as we said you're a, you're a great talent, as there are a lot of great talents around at the moment, but uh, to stand out amongst that is pretty well done. So congratulations to you, and good luck uh, against BDE this weekend and, as we said, in the future. Weekend. Next weekend. Thank you. Next weekend, that's it. Uh, buy a ticket to pcw.com.au. Uh, make sure you watch because I'm going to beat the living little shit out of these two numbnuts of a, of a, of a tag team. Um, but, you know... Upwards and onwards. Thanks for having me, boys. And um, hopefully I'll be, can be back on soon. I, I suspect can. you'll be pretty regular. Yeah. Nah, listen, uh, I'm free any anytime. So just give me a beauty call and I'll be over. Beautiful. Lovely. Uh, that is Jarvis joining us right here on the turnbuckle. Welcome to Intermission. <laughs> second segment of the program i hope you enjoyed once again the offsprings intermission that is our regular halftime music now hope you are enjoying it as we said let's get into our other parts of the program boys before we do that uh jarvis good young kid oh, i love jarvis i think he's got a huge future um and just gets it for a young guy and wants to get better and yeah. that's all you can ask there is an amazing amount of talent though in that age group isn't there that like 20 to 25 26 year olds yeah I, I think we now that we've had a bit of consistency this year we're going to see the fruits of that you know maybe the start of For next sure. year because we were robbed of the couple of years that yeah. you know we shut down um you know and some of these young guys and girls that are coming through i think in know, every state too. oh yeah of course it's australia wide um yeah 2023 is going to be a big one for australian wrestling jericho and moxley and contract talks. What's happening there? They've signed. Oh, there AEW. you go. That's it. Moxley for five years and Jericho for three. So take him to what, 72? 72, probably another. Well, he's got another few more runs in him. They, um, now they've, they're, they're expanded roles. They're not just wrestlers, um, coaches, uh, 
it hasn't worked out traditionally for AEW having independent <laughs> roles. <laughs> but I think uh, these two are probably a bit better suited for it. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, the talk was Moxley didn't even try and negotiate with WWE's, you know, where he probably could have. Yeah, you know, he's in a handy yeah. position. Um, you know, I think the he was there wrestling out of contract for a while too. Yeah, he's a f- legitimate free agent. Um, which is weird that it didn't come out until afterwards. Um, so well played TK didn't feed no, the dude. No, it's all looking after him. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Moxie found a great way of getting rid of one of his competitors. Adam Page, boy, oh boy. Yeah. Well, oh, you've moved on from the contract stuff. Dragon the <laughs> hangman getting knocked out. No, it's a it's sort of all part of it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the run sheet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So unfortunate in the title match in uh, John Moxley's hometown. Um, you know, big lariat, and you could hear the thud of oh, the lariat. Huge. But I think it was the way he came down on the somersault, landing on the side of his head. Uh, so, but it was a scary moment. Oh um, yeah. Um, Has there been a? He might, genuinely, he might genuinely be an empty-headed fuck after that. Yeah. <laughs> Big has there, punk fan over here. Has there uh, been any update? Concussion and he's been released. Okay. Um, yeah, so released from AEW. Yeah. <laughs> That's harsh. Triple H man all the way, this guy. Um, no, he's been released from a, a medical center. Oh, okay. uh, I think the medical facility. facility. Um, no, so yeah, it's a concussion. So you know, he's in concussion um, protocol at the minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well handled by the doctor. Basically getting in between straight away, oh, letting yeah, actually know yeah. that like, hey, this is he's not right. Um, yeah. Well, Moxley didn't look right either. Actually, he looked like he might have hurt himself in the process of the whole thing. I don't know whether that was kayfabe or not, but he was down for a fair bit. Also, Moxley, yeah, I think he was just buying time was okay. just, for for Hangman to actually well find out what is actually happening. But yeah, stopping the match straight away and yeah, you know. it's handy to have someone like um, MJF backstage that you can send out to actually stall some time. Um, but look, with the concussions, obviously it's good to see the companies taking them a bit more seriously because um, Adam Cole, he's still not back from his. Yeah, and obviously they're all varying in in degrees. Like you, we've seen Daniel Bryan not get cleared for so long, and he was seeing mm. independent doctors and everything like that. You know, like even in the NFL in the last couple of weeks with the Miami quarterback. Well, they brought him back. Yeah, look, he he staggered on the field, and yeah. then they put him back in that same game, which yeah. is. It's a billion dollar industry, uh, and it can you know it can happen there, and especially with all the stuff that's going around about yeah. the head And then injuries. he played four or five days later as well, and then copped another hit. Yeah. Um, you know, he still hasn't been released out of concussion protocol. So, and wrestling has always been the match should go on and continue and fight through it and and all that. But I think we're we're past that. We can't, you know, even if it, it disrupts storyline and everything like that, you can fix that all up later. Um, obviously, he's a father. Yeah, he's a husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a friend. He needs needs to be right. Yeah. So yeah, however long it takes for him to come back, you know. All right, we wish him all the best in that uh, comeback for Hangman Adam Page, Bray Wyatt, and his return. He's back. Yes, he is. He's back. He's got his uh, what is it? The the other five characters. We don't know yet. Yeah. Well, it's the Brett, the Wyatt six. That hasn't that hasn't been confirmed? Yeah. Oh, isn't That's it suspected? Oh, okay. I mean, they they showed all their all the characters in his reveal, which I thought was really well done. Um, oh, the, yes, yeah, yeah. At Extreme Rules, obviously yeah. we, we yeah, weren't on last week to talk about it. Uh, really well shot. 
um, you know, and I think it's it's all in the follow up. Obviously, wrestling fans love you know surprises, and yeah. you know, even though we knew it was Bray Wyatt by the end of it, and he was probably going to be at Extreme Rules. Uh, I thought they did it really well, but yeah, it's what if they do do this group of six? Like, who are we suspecting is in it? No, like where how, where do you go? do you get old older guys back? Well, I yeah, think people have been brother. around. I think his brother. Yeah, he's been apparently re-signed. Eric Rowan would probably be, have to be in the conversation. It's almost a, a no-brainer. He's a free agent. Um, yeah, him going back. He's got size. Um, yeah, I don't think I think Braun's gone past that. Uh, uh, Braun, they yeah. can't do it. With you can't go back on him. Uh, but yeah, if you get a, you know, you get a couple of. You know, veteran guys like Eric Rowan, and then but you bring in one well, or two well, one guys. Have you heard that? Um, I heard that Grayson Waller's been touted as potentially one of the people they might use. So, well, he's he's got a pretty big acting range as well. And, mm. You know, he can do skits and stuff like that. Um, you know, where do they want to utilize that? But it's it's all in the follow up. Um, of how they go forward. Yeah, like, don't I, fuck it up again, please. Yeah, like even you know, I think it was Seth only a couple of weeks ago talking out of character about. No one comes out of a, a fiend feud good. Yeah. You know, so it's it's all in the execution. So yeah. Good to see him back. Uh, good promo. I'm gonna good give promo. I'm gonna give yeah. WWE a little bit of slack here when you say don't fuck it up again, please. I, I don't know if they did the last time. Oh they did. But yeah, no, but, but I th- I'm not sure if it was their fault. I think it just got to a point where it just kept on going and going and they couldn't bring it but back. They were the ones who let it keep going. No, you're right. Yeah. So that's you can't a fair book point. a horror character who you can't kill and then have him lose yeah. matches. It yeah. doesn't make sense. So yeah. you don't put a title on yeah. him. Like Vince, Vince fucked that up. Yeah. I think if they like stay away from the horror and he's just the creepy Split Florida Dom uh swamp guy, you know, like if he you can go lean into the creepy side stuff. Creepy's better than magic. Yeah, mag- yeah, magic, it just didn't it didn't work. Like the big mallet. You know, I've got that in my head. You know, was it a Hell in a Cell with Seth? You know, the giant mallet. Like, it was just... So... That's not what I want to see. I mean, watching Liv Morgan sort of when she wrestled Ronda Rousey recently and her face sort of started, she started to smile as she getting choked out. So, I mean, maybe she's got a role to play in this. Who knows? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, whatever they're paying him, they're going to make up in merchandise. Oh, Because he's a big uh, action... You saw the crowd. I'm happy to see him. Of course. Hundred percent. Triple H. So more. Like, yeah. I reckon they could have a rumble uh, one year, and it's just twenty nine versions of Bray Wyatt come out. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Like the faces of Foley. The twenty nine faces of um, <laughs> yeah. Wyatt. Be interesting. And he, but he still loses. Yeah, he would. It's a Braun. Triple H. Are you making any decisions? Ringside, he might be in his bedside though, as he uh, has COVID. Yeah. Zoom, Zoom managing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, teams. That'd be the. Um, yeah, team's gorilla position. Yeah, Microsoft gorilla. Yeah, I, I, you know, you'd assume after his health scare last year that he'd be taking all the precautions and taking this real serious. Like, obviously, you don't want COVID at the best of times, let alone coming off a hard issue. Um, yeah, but it's still a thing. COVID. Well, I don't know. Well, now that I know Triple H has got it, he's the yeah, first person that I've heard in the last few months. But no, in all serious, you don't work in recruitment. <laughs> no, um, all serious. You know, don't rush back. Like, you know, make sure you're right. Um, yeah. He's still in a stressful job. Um, you know, so yeah, he's not going to be around. But yeah, there's his teams, there's um, Zoom. I think he can still get the day to day stuff. Maybe you know. could, maybe you could have a fillet of fish just to sort of cheer him 
Well, that's going to make him worse. That might kill him. That's good. Sorry, undo, 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 that could undo the good surgery the surgeon did on his heart. I don't understand your uh, your hatred of fillet of fish. Tony, is a fillet of fish better than a Big Mac? No. Okay, so it's worse. Is it yes. better than a quarter pounder? No. So that's worse. Yeah. yeah. Is it better than a McChicken? No, no, McChickens are quite nice, actually. They are. They yeah. are very we agree with you, Tony. The fillet of fish is the worst burger at McDonald's. Yeah. I'm with you, Tony. I'm on I'm on your side. Oh, I said that. Hang on. I said that. Cheeseburger? Come on, Tony. Oh, it's better than cheeseburger. Oh, serious. Triple cheeseburger. Triple cheeseburger, I don't mind. Can't be better. Uh, no, it's better than cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is the vital second burger in your order. But it, yeah. Hungry Jack's is better than all of them. Well, that's fine. Now, now, now you're getting some answers. Hungry Jack's, though, but you know, do they have a fish burger at Hungry Jack's? No. no that's why the burgers are better. Hungry Jack's, yeah, just because of that. Is there any fish in the fillet of fish? There's something white in there. Yeah. So well, to be fair, I don't know things. how much chicken is in the McDonald's chicken yeah. nuggets. Now, I've got an issue because there's a I'm going to call it a plague in wrestling of people yeah. ordering fillet of fishes at McDonald's as their main burger of chicken. Really? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And BDE and Matt Hayter are the prime culprits, yeah. let's just say. Um, but it's gathering steam. Yeah. I was really, dis really disappointed on the weekend. We've been champions of BDE since the start. We have, that's correct. Yeah. We, yeah, we, no, we love them. We've probably I'm number one until the way here. I didn't order. Fucking fillet of fish. Yeah. Well, so. Disappointed is an understatement with these guys backing the fillet of fish. It's embarrassing. I thought Matt Hayter was a lot smarter than that. You know, he's probably in the standout wrestler in the country. Well, of the I year. think he might be suffering from rabies after that bite from Gore. Well, hang on. Well, then so maybe you should rub a fillet of fish on the one. Like I never thought I'd see eating a fillet of fish. I didn't even know we wanted to bring this. The ringleader. I think he could be the ringleader because he trained. Yeah. The, he's in Mount Rushmore. But to see JXT. Getting a, I thought JST would be a burger with all meat and nothing else in well, it kind of yeah. operator. Give me an extra slice you've of cheese. Some, you've named some pretty cool guys here. Maybe the fillet of fish is starting no. to train. Tony, it's not. They might be cool guys, but if they're going to be in trendsetters with the fillet of fish, they're not trendsetters, mate. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dusk is involved with this. No. I might say. Dusk, who I thought was the intellectual. He's a creative genius. Yeah, just cheese tart. Don't have taste buds. Someone, it's in, like, I, I don't know. He, why? Like, I've got, hear me out on this, Tony. You know how McDonald's do the limited time only burgers? Yeah. yeah McFeast. Yeah. Like, yeah. McFeast. Yeah, like, why? That's my favorite. Like, like, where is that? Where is that? Why can't they make, you know, you can get a fillet of fish if you want, if you're wrong. You know, you can get it one day a year. You know, go and get it on a good Friday. If yeah. you're, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll allow it. I'll accept that. That's fine. Yeah, because I'd still rather just eat chips. You know, look, you could easily just get a hamburger. You know, no one's going to tell your mum you're an adult now. Um, you, you know, we've moved on yeah. from that stuff. But you know, God, they're, they're playing footy on on the game. You don't have to get a fillet of fish. But if you were, get it then. Oh, and then the Saturday, you bring back the McFeast. Yeah, and but just have that. They need to bring permanently. The El Maco is the greatest burger ever at the McDonald's. Now we're talking. Like, I reckon they only take that off the menu so that I don't eat McDonald's 365 days of the year. I'd have it for Christmas. Yeah. I've got one other burger, Tony. I want to throw it out there yeah. to, to these. This is going to be controversial. These three or four guys with their wrong opinion that they're totally allowed to have. That's fine. And Tony, don't, don't let me down here. What is your thought on the McRib? Uh... 
It's disgusting, isn't but, it? But if, but if they brought it back and it was cut there yeah. tomorrow, you'd have one, wouldn't you? No, no, no. You wouldn't? Oh, you've learned your lesson. Yeah. I, I feel people... I've fallen for it at least six times. That's what I mean. People in the past, you get a bit of fun, yeah. like, oh, the McRib's back. And then you have it and you're like, "There's no." that's place. why it's not here. It's no great for rib in between two buns. There's, there's no actual rib in it. Yeah. No. It is... It's a great marketing ploy by McDonald's. Well done. Obviously, they're successful yeah. at what they do. I, I believe these guys, the McDonald's, the fillet of fish crew. Posse. Posse, yeah. They might be McRibbers. Well, they're McRibbing us, you reckon, <laughs> when they're eating a fillet of fish. You know what's got the same texture as a fillet of fish? Mashed potato. Yeah. It is. There's nothing there. Come to mashed potato? Well, I can't. I, it's just. Yeah. Oh. If I, if I drove through. I'm going to go get one to buy. A fillet of fish. And just. Give you my final opinion. All right, don't take a photo. Well, I'm going to socials. compare it with another burger at the same time. Oh, well, let's yeah. face it, you're not ordering one burger. You can't, sure, you're not going in there getting two fillet fish. <laughs> we can get the double McChickens now. I wonder if anyone has ever. That's the one thing they haven't tried to push on people is a double fillet of fish. I wonder if anyone's ever had a McChicken and a fillet of fish in the same meal. Oh, why would you rip the McChicken? I, mean, I guess if you're one of those people who goes, I'll just have two of every animal, yeah. like Noah. <laughs> McDonald's um McNoah's <laughs> McNoah meal. Beer. We would love your thoughts on the fillet of fish. I'll hit take, us up on the socials. I'll take a McFrickin wrap over the fillet yeah. of fish. Join in the chip. Join into the I don't even it's not even you a can have an apple pie. Apple pie is my favorite thing in the day. Well this one. This is next level. Get an apple apple pie, dip it into a chocolate shake. Oh no. Thank me later. But I don't like chocolate shakes. Well then get a whatever flavor shake you shake. You may as well just have vanilla ice cream. No. But if you, you that's what you like, get that. I'm very white. What do you? It's true. What do you? What For are you European? You were yeah. very white. McDonald's breakfast, Tony. You like them? Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, So you know, you like the, yeah. the double. Yeah, 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 yeah. In between the two sausages, McChicken sauce. No, no. That's come from Gino Gambino. Yeah, he's wrong. I'm telling you, if, if a man knows food, and I've tried it, and it was amazing. Any white sauce between two buns is very soft. It sus. doesn't need sauce. It doesn't need it, but it works. I don't know why. And I had an anxiety attack trying to order it at the through the drive-thru because I felt mm. like an idiot, but it was nice. Well, there's a reason you felt like an idiot. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about what's coming up. Oh, nice segue to <laughs> Well, You've been drinking the same thing. You have a billet of fish. PCW <laughs> Slim is in Ferntree Gully on Thursday. Slam. Oh, Slam, sorry, not so Slam, sorry. <laughs> PZW Slam in Burntree Gully, I will come. I'll oh, tell you what is coming up is any fill of the fish that you ever try and get me to eat, like, that will be coming straight back yeah. up. PZW. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, PCW Slam is in Ferntree Gully on Thursday, the 20th of October. PWA Let's Fucking Go Tour continues at the Roundhouse in Kensington, New South Wales. Do you mind, Tony? Professional here. Uh, with Shingo versus Bonza and Moretti. With Shingo versus Bonza and Moretti versus Ricky South. Is that no, right? No, no, no. That's two different matches. No, it's, no. It's, it's Shingo versus Bonza. And Moretti. They're attacking. And Mick Moretti. Versus Ricky South in a steel cage match. Okay, that's yeah. not what it says. No. Um, 
New Horizon Pro Wrestling. I'm sure that's at Tony's favorite place, the Cockburn Youth Center. I mean, Coburn Youth Center in WA. They got Matt, Matt Hayter. Oh, sorry, you've written Matt Hayter. Yes. Okay. I'm not spelling his name right until he. This uh, is Jared Slate. I assume that's spelled incorrectly as well. PWSA Justice at the Caradinga Sports Center. That sounds made up. Wide Bay, shout out to Todd. Revenge at Rolga Theatre and Convention Centre in Maryborough, Queensland. Bobby Bishop versus Edward Dusk. Another, there's too many field officials on this rundown sheet. Uh, Wide Bay running a training seminar with Edward Dusk. Everyone should go to that, but don't listen to his dietary tips. Dietary tips in the macro sense, because he is in great condition. But not in the taste sense. That's right. IWA, the final ride at the St. John's Park Bowling Club. Cowboy Chris Abbott versus Headhunter Rig. Rig. He's just Rig now. Just Rig. He's Tony's favorite. He's a specimen, Rig. Um, Sunday, 23rd of October. If you have an idea for a podcast, this is the worst written run sheet in history. I write it for Tony. I'll write Contact it. Contact Rig. Right sincere apologies to all those promotions out there for the last three or four minutes. I don't think you've got your value. Yeah, they didn't pay. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> uh, boys, always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Fingers crossed. Have we got a guest? Not yet. No, it might be two weeks in. Catch you whenever we speak to you next, right here on the turnbuckle. Fuck the fillet. <laughs>